Commander Daniel Leary sipped whiskey from a glass with the Quencer monogram as he surveyed his fellow guests. He held his lips in a neutral smile. He didn't know any of those present except for Miranda Dorst, his plus one, but Sarah Sterrett, the brunette wearing a diamond tiara, looked vaguely familiar. Vaguely familiar. Mistress Sterrett wasn't bad-looking, but she hadn't seen thirty in a while. Her husband, Nathan Sterrett, a senior captain who was part of the complement of Navy House, needn't fear that the dashing Commander Leary would stray into his pastures. Besides, Daniel was with Miranda now. Thank you, my good man, Miranda said as she took the faintly fizzy drink she'd ordered from an offered tray. She smiled every inch the gracious lady. Daniel swelled with pride. She fitted perfectly into this gathering, fitted better than a country boy like him, truth to tell, for all that the Dorsts, mother and daughter, had made the simple black dress she was wearing. They and Miranda's late brother Timothy had lived in straitened circumstances ever since the early death of Captain Dorst, but class will tell. The hostess gave a tiny nod. The footman in the doorway tapped the silver bell in his left hand. Please join me in the dining room, said Dame Kathleen Quencer, a tall woman of sixty-odd who made her bulk look imposing rather than soft. You'll find cards at your places. Her politeness went no deeper than the words. Daniel had heard warrant officer trainers at the academy shout, Hop at you miserable worms, and sound less certain that they'd be obeyed. We're all here then, said the extremely handsome young man. He seemed to be with Senator Forbes, the chair of the Finance Committee. She was a small woman, but bird-like only if you were thinking of hawks. Daniel doubted the relationship was grandmother and grandson, though the age difference made that possible. It doesn't seem very many. Eight? Andrew Cummins glanced back over his shoulder as he entered the dining room. Kathleen follows the old maxim that guests at a dinner party should number more than the graces and fewer than the muses, dear boy, he said. Smirking, he added, that's three and nine, if you were wondering. I don't suppose you have much experience of the muses, though your grace is beyond question. Cummins, too, was a senator, though not nearly as powerful as Forbes. His fame came from being the most successful criminal advocate in Xenos, and thereby on the hundred and more worlds owing allegiance to the Republic of Cinnabar. Cinnabar citizens didn't like to think of themselves as ruling an empire, but Daniel had studied enough history at the Naval Academy to know that was the reality. The fact didn't concern him, of course. He was an officer of the Republic of Cinnabar Navy, and he'd carry out any orders his superiors in the RCN gave him. If he'd been interested in philosophy, he'd be in another line of work. Besides, being ruled by the Cinnabar Senate was better by any standard than being a citizen of the so-called Alliance of Free Stars and living under the thumb of Garantor Pora. The Alliance wouldn't stop expanding of its own will, but it could be stopped. The RCN had been doing a very good job of that, and the medals on both breasts of Daniel's dress whites proved to anyone who saw him that he'd taken an active part of that process. Commander, said a footman obsequiously, I'll guide you to your seat, if you will. Yes, of course, Daniel said. Another servant was murmuring to Miranda. 
Even Cummins, obviously a regular at these dinners, was being escorted. Daniel found it interesting that the servants wore not the cream and russet livery of the late Senator Quencer, but the orange and azure of Dame Kathleen's own family, the Dialmedas. He wasn't interested in society in the sense that Dame Kathleen was, but he was the son of Corder Leary, once Speaker of the Senate and even now one of the most powerful members of that body. Families and family alliances had been matters of life and death when Speaker Leary crushed the Three Circles conspiracy 17 years ago. The rectangular table wouldn't have seated more than eight diners comfortably, nor would a larger table have fit the room. There was an assembly hall on the second floor. Daniel had attended a rout at Quenzer House two years before when he was an up-and-coming lieutenant. But at the time, he couldn't have imagined he'd be invited to one of the intimate dinners for which Dame Kathleen was famous.